morning. Lovely to see you. Look as if you're ready to go for a five mile run. <laughs> Good stuff. Isn't that a lovely table? Make you hungry for your dinner, isn't it? Well, a warm welcome to you. Lovely to see you in church this morning and you on Zoom. Glad you've tuned in. And I hope you're receiving us all right. If you're not hearing me, just let Nicola know. And she'll switch me off altogether. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Um, we're going to be reading this morning from Matthew and Luke. Matthew was, uh, of course, was Levi. I mean, the tax collector who Jesus said, come and follow me. And he gave up everything, followed Jesus. Not only did that, they had a party for all his workmates and invited them, Jesus in, so they could meet him. He was later called to be one of the twelve and they walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus and enjoyed his ministry entirely. So no one maybe knew Jesus better or as well as perhaps as Matthew. Luke came post-resurrection and he was a, an investigative journalist, you like. He says, I have researched and studied, you know, that I might be sure to tell you nothing but the truth and reassure you that these things are real. So reading in Matthew 8, starting at verse 1, and we'll be jumping down a bit, then we're going to look at When Jesus came down from the mountain, that was the mountain, the Sermon on the Mount, he spent three days there teaching. When he came down from the mountain, great multitudes came with him. And that's the thing about Jesus, they didn't want to leave him, they didn't want to stop. Everybody went, the crowd went, and hung on his everyone. And beheld there came a leper, which worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus says unto him, See thou tell no man, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony. Then when Jesus entered Capernaum, Capernaum was his own hometown, there came to him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered, Lord, I'm not worthy. Not worthy that you should come under my roof. Just speak the word and my servant shall be healed. But I am a man under authority, and a soldier's under me. I say to this man, go and go, and he goes. To another come, and he comes. To my servant, do this, and he does it. But Jesus heard that he marveled and said, to them that follow, Verily I say, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Let's jump down to verse 23. Leaving Capernaum, he entered into a ship with his disciples. And his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves. But he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. He says, And why are you fearful? Oh, ye little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds 
and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled. What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Well, with the look chapter 8, verse 41. Behold, there came a man named Jairus. He was the ruler of the synagogue. He fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him. Never come into his house. For he only had one daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay dying. But as Jesus went, the people thronged him. And the woman, having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all her living with physicians, neither could be healed already. She came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood staunched. And Jesus said, touch me. And all denied Peter and neither both as Master, look at the multitude thronging you. And you say, who touched me? Jesus said, somebody has touched me. I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. When the woman saw that she was not ahead, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared, because she had touched him, and how immediately she had been healed. He said to her daughter, Be of good comfort, thy faith and be thee whole. Go in peace. Well, he spake there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue, so I was saying to him, Your daughter's dead. Trouble the master no more. But Jesus heard it. He answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only. She shall be made whole. Oh. Amen. May God add the blessing that he may be precious work to us. And the passages that we read, you know, we just got a wee glimpse of Christ's busy schedule. And the wonderful thing about Jesus was never, you know, program oriented, destiny oriented. He was always alert to the needs of the people. Always available to be interrupted, change direction, diverted. He always had an ear for the needy. I'm going to come back to that shortly. I was watching an interview in the telly this week with an etymologist. That's something you can't say about National Health Service team. That's somebody who studies words. And they come up every year with a word for the year. Not only that, but, but they examine the words and tell us, you know, how they've changed the meaning over the years. For example, I remember as a wee lad, moonlighting was what they talked about when somebody did a flitting during the night. Scampered without paying the rent. And the way older went to work, you know, moonlighting became having two jobs, doing an extra one at night. And before McDonald's came along, a Big Mac was a raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> and an apple was something you ate in the playground that gave your pal the stumps. <laughs> or maybe it was you who got the stumps. <laughs> and nowadays an apple is a phone and an iPad, eh? But back to the word experts, they couldn't come up with one word for 2020. 
They come up with 16. And they all come out the epidemic. Like the pandemic. Furloughing. Staycation. And that was surprised, you know, the one word that was missing from the list was help. Nothing has been the most prominent word of this year. Everybody's crying for special help, special consideration. Help me. The aviation industry needs help. Nobody's flying. The travel industry needs help. Nobody's buying. The hospitality needs help. <laughs> the drink is drying. The self-employed need help. We're left crying. The hospital waiting list. Many are dying. Not to mention the lonely, the mentally challenged. And the list goes on and on. Cries for help. Bring them in your home or own prayer chain. It's dominated and consumed of crying for the needy. But praise God, it doesn't fall in empty ears. It's these success and surgery, deliverance, improvement, advancing. You know, the prayer requests keep coming up when you're like that with your phone. And it's not very long after because of the updating God has moved. God's good. God is good all the time. Come the wee bit nearer home, I'm sure you this year have had your cries for help. Maybe your settled job loss, loss of income, family crisis, illness, traumas, and you're crying for help. You know what they said. We're in the world, we're not over it. And while we suffer the same plagues and trials, we have a different resource. We have help. What do you mean by help? I want to tell you it's support, relief, deliverance. It's acts, not words. And as children of God, we are assured, you know, that Jesus hears. He was never ever too busy to be interrupted never too busy to come to your help always the time of the whosoever he hears the Bible says his mercy endures forever he says to call the father ask the father the father will give you whatever he asks in my name Psalm 20 says the Lord hears you in the day of trouble Send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you. So what he's saying, God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We can rely on that. In the scriptures we read, we see that Jesus never declined a call for help. No matter your circumstances, your stature, Jesus is tied. For the use of the marginalized, they come to the leper. He was a man isolated, cut off from the family, friends, society, because he was infectious, contagious, 
Regardez les zones grises. Ils ont besoin de social distancing. Mais nous, nous avons besoin de masques et de masques. Mais ils ont besoin de masques. Mais ils ont besoin de masques. Mais ils ont besoin de masques. 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 Ils ont Worship him. And I said, if you will, you can remember you. I want to tell you this morning, it is God's will to heal you. Let me assure you that. He says, I am the Lord that heals you. The church is commissioned. Go and heal the sick. So there's no question about it. He will heal. It says, will heal you. He dispels it out completely. He says to the man, I am the way. And he reaches out and touched him. The unclean touched him. And not only did the leprosy not affect Jesus, but it flew off the leper. And he left with the New Testament and the new story. Go and show yourself to the priest. Jesus turns away nobody. The Canaanite woman came to him and he says, listen, I'm sorry. I've only come for the lost sheep of Israel. And she says, hello, but can I only get the crumbs? <laughs> and he healed her for her faith. This Roman officer, a centurion, comes to Jesus. And Jesus doesn't abuse him. He doesn't say, no, I've no time for you, I'm sorry. He comes. And they interrupt you. For either you're not a Christian, I want to tell you this Jesus' ear is open to you. Even you're not saved that in the household of faith, a regular plus joy, Jesus has got an ear for you. This man's plea wasn't for himself, it was for his servant. He was grievously tormented, never. We've all faced seemingly impossible circumstances. Or we're helpless. Well, nothing we can do but pray. I'm going to tell you folks, prayer is not the last resort. It's our surest hope. Not about the prayer. <laughs> it's about the one we're praying to. The all perfect Jesus. Once again, Jesus the demonstrates he's willing to be disturbed in the Change the schedule and go to the man's house. The man says, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy that you should come to my house. Just say the word. I find among the saints, and there are a lot of us like that, we'll get faith for others to be healed. When it comes to us, we think, somehow different, don't we? Who am I? Who am I? I want to tell you this. There's no partiality with God. He loves you as much as he loves anyone. Reach out in faith. Let me assure you, God is here. So Jesus recognized in this man's statement not only faith, but the acknowledgement of who he was. 
you've got the authority, you've got the power, just speak the word. Then we come to the disciples in the road. Paul gives us a wee word to the saints, he says, Be careful when you think you stand, lest you fall. Half the disciples in this boat were seasoned fishermen. They knew the lake well. I'm sure they thought, well, we can go. I can just imagine saying to Jesus, you just go and have a lie down, we can handle this. Only to find themselves in the midst of a storm <laughs> that was bigger than they were. What are many of us like that? Yeah? We were sleeping saviour. Dormant. Dormant in our lives. But only to be awakened in crisis. In storm. And upset. I want to tell you this. Jesus was as powerful asleep <laughs> as he was awake. The storm had no power over Jesus. And that's why he could say to the same. Why are you fearful? Oh, ye of little faith. No matter your storm, you can trust him. And he will leave you no matter what What manner is it? What were some of the quiet things? And the good things? And the easy things? And you'll not have to wake him up in the stormy times. You find he's right there in the storm with you. Not only the congregation, they suffer problems. You know, people think ministers and leaders don't have any problems. But they're just human like you. <laughs> Same problems. I might tell Sandra, I might tell Sandra Beatty, she says, hello, Professor. I might tell you, we're all professors. We profess him. We keep our souls. So we come to Jairus. Jairus was a clergyman. He was a ruler of the synagogue. When he comes, he again interrupts Jesus. I mean, when I went to Abu Dhabi, you know, when before I went there, I was told, there's no witness, no nothing. When I got there, I was overwhelmed. There was a church for over a, a thousand, 19 different language groups in it. With home groups and everything, the Pentecostal church, the Philip, in the Pentecostal church, with some revivals, the pastor. Puppies were having their bagels. You know, it was marvellous. Now this guy that was so busy, I said, God, you know, almost heads to pray, Lord, you're not so busy. <laughs> so much going on here. And then it was God says, not a mouse squeaks, but here. God's never too busy for anyone. So this clergyman interrupts Jesus on the journey. Jesus always has time to lend an ear. And even as he's on his way to this man's house, the man said, come to the house, please. Even as he's on his way, he's interrupted again with this woman with an issue of blood. Now he didn't say, shift, 
I'm dealing with Jairus and I can't do it. He doesn't do it all for his stocks. <laughs> and he deals with it. The faith is the hero. And she's delivered. And during this interruption, Darius's daughter dies. And they come from her and say, it's too late, it's too late. Don't bother the master anymore, it's too late. Jesus knows it's never too late. That's why he can wait four days for Lazarus. Never too late. Don't be. You need to learn to press through the skeptics and the doubters and the poor offers. It's not for this time. It's not for our day. It was for them. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says to the man, only believe. Only believe. And he pushes him. And he goes through. And he raises the daughter. He can go to blame Bartimaeus. Another man who could be easily put off by the crowd. Jesus is passing by. What's the caution? What's the noise? What's going on? Jesus is passing by. Jesus of Nazareth, the rabbi. And immediately he cries out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowd says, Shh, I'll get wished. Don't bother. Be quiet. But he shouted all the more. Jesus didn't feel more. Jesus didn't ask him. Jesus, bring to me. Bring to me. We need to push by the people that say, look, what's your wish? What's your wish? Go for Jesus. Call him to me in the day of trouble. He says, Jesus is the same yesterday, and he continues to minister. Mostly today through the body. He's commissioned his church. We are his outstretched arms. We are his compassion. People don't know the hug of Jesus if you don't hug them. Jesus says, How can you love me if you don't see if you don't love them? You do people know that it's love. His love. We are his help. Called to bear one another's burdens. To be the body of Christ. Romans 15 says, We who are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Galatians says, Bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Don't be a God bless you, Christian. Be an active helper. Huh? As James has said, you know, don't say to another hungry man, God bless you, without giving him some food. That brings to the gospel. The greatest need that folks have is salvation. The greatest need is to be saved. Jesus says, Where to go to heaven, mean? Go to hell whole. 
that you haven't found the joy of putting your trust in Jesus. You can do so this morning. We just sing a wee chorus. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. You can reach out to him this morning. He says, I'm not far from you, even nigh your mouth. That's like just saying, I'm just a simple prayer away. So simply, he said, ask. Seek. Knock. Knock. A simple prayer, Lord Jesus. Forgive my shortcomings. Come into my life. Take over. He says, come unto me. And I'll give you rest. Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Are you ever ready to respond to the needy? Thank you, Lord, you never declined a cry for help. You were never too busy to be disturbed. So we reach out to you this morning with our needs. Many a Lord, burdened down with anxiety and care. And fear. We cry, Lord, if you will, only to hear you respond, I am willing. We thank you, Lord, that you heal all manner of diseases. And we cry to you this morning in our needs and our sicknesses and our pain and resolves among them. And ask Lord that you would release that healing virtue and touch every need to your glory.